Welcome to the Train Right Podcast, presented by CTS, a podcast about furthering human performance in endurance sports. I'm your host, Hillary Allen. Former pro cyclist, Olympian, coach, and visionary entrepreneur, Chris Carmichael, founded CTS 20 years ago as the first world-class online coaching solution built to deliver results to pro and amateur endurance athletes. Chris and his team of 50-plus certified coaches are completely driven by innovation and catalyzing new levels of success for the thousands of athletes that they coach daily. Whether you're a pro or a dedicated time-crunched amateur, you're about to learn exactly what's working best today and what's not to get faster, stronger, and achieve your goals from the most experienced team of coaches working in endurance today. This episode of the Train Right Podcast is brought to you by CTS Coaching. Whether you're training for your first 50K or your 10th 100 miler, CTS has top all-terrain coaches who can provide you with the guidance, personalized training program, and tools to build fitness and dial in your race strategy for your best performance yet. CTS has coaches who all combined have run many thousands of miles and have towed the line in ultramarathons like the Western States 100, Leadville, Hard Rock, UTMB, and many more. Visit trainright.com coaching to get matched with the coach today. Today, we have a very special guest, um, my good friend, Buzz Burrell. Hi, Buzz. It's you, Hillary. (laughs) So we're doing a remote podcast, actually. I'm here in France. You're in Boulder, Colorado, um, where I also have a home base. So yeah, but without further ado, I just wanted to do a a quick introduction for those of you who don't know Buzz. Um, and I hope by the end of this, you guys will, you know, be harassing him for his to, to try to hang out with him or learn something about <laughs> his world and um, the FKT, which we're kind of going to get into today. Um, so Buzz is a general manager of Ultimate Direction, uh, a marketing, um, a market leading manufacturer for tools, the self-propelled person. That's and correct. With all the cool packs that they're coming out with. Um, He's the co-founder with Peter Bachwin and Jeff Schuler of thefastestknowntime.com. This is a worldwide credible source for FKTs. Um, he's a previous FKT holder, that's the fastest known time, we'll talk about this more, of the Colorado Trail and the John Muir Trail, and many others. <laughs> uh, he likes to insp- explore. He invented the rim to rim to rim but you have to swim across the Colorado River. <laughs> dot alt, we called that one. Dot alt. All right, I was, I was curious about how this worked. <laughs> and then something called the LA Freeway, uh, which is, this is basically in the local mountains outside of Boulder and the Indian Peaks. Um, it's, you'll, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but this is a super interesting route. Um, and it's only ever been successfully completed by three people, three times to date. Um, He's done a lot, uh, from being the US, USATF Masters 10K champion, trail champion, to climbing Aconcagua in one day. That was in the same year. Um, he wished Strava listed dancing as an official activity. I agree with you for that. <laughs> and he says he hasn't died yet. <laughs> so, all right, this is, this is quite the introduction. Um, but Buzz, so... 
Welcome. It's so good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. And Strava's <laughs> got to get it together. I mean, it's been really great, but unless they list dancing as an activity, it's a little limited. Yeah, I agree. I know. I, I wish that they had a lot more activities as well. I recently, I was in um, in Cormier this summer and I rode the gondola up and I was like trying to record the activity and I didn't really know what to call it. <laughs> so... Yeah, and so basically, you've done a lot in the world of ultra running, um, but also not just in the world of ultra running, I'd say like endurance creative sports. Um, so actually, I'll ask you how, how our paths crossed, but Buzz, your reputation kind of preceded you. I remember like hearing the myth of who is this man, Buzz Burrell, in Boulder, and how he was coming up with all these crazy, like multi-sport, awesome adventures. Um, and it actually wasn't until I joined the Ultimate Direction team. I was an athlete on um, for your company for several years um, that I actually met you, and then. It wasn't actually until maybe my big injury that we actually started kind of getting out and doing things together. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember this whole big, this, this like air and this mystery surrounded by buzz. And um, well, well, Hillary, I have to ask, were you severely disappointed or how did that work out? I mean, apparently we're still friends. <laughs> I was obviously not disappointed. And I'm, and one of the things that I, I, I love about our friendship is that you just continue to inspire not only me, um, but I think just the entire ultra running community. So thanks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add about how you met me, but <laughs> I just remember this woman with this giant smile going, wow, who's that? That's amazing. So you light it up. <laughs> I think that's, you know, who one is as a person rather than who one is as an athlete is how we really connect. Yeah, I completely agree. And so I'd like to, so what, why I invited you on this podcast today is because um, certainly, I mean, I'm a coach with CTS. Um, we talk a lot about training, preparing for races, um, specifically ultra running. But another big aspect of the sport, at least personally for me, is being creative and exploring things that necessarily can't be a race. And something that's kind of blowing up in the world of ultra running, like in the United States, but across the world, is this concept of the FKT, which is, I'm going to let you take it away. Can you explain what an FKT is? <laughs> Fastest known time is a great terminology because we don't know. It's not an official record. A race can have official timing, a sanctioned mm -hmm. course. FKTs will never have either of those. And so we can never be sure that it is the fastest time. So we call it the fastest known time. And that caught on immediately, big time, all over the world. Two and a half, almost three years ago, I was in Beijing, China, and the editor of a magazine, speaking through a translator, asked me about FKTs. So right away, it went everywhere. Wow. I think the reason is because it's natural. It's part of human nature. Mm -hmm. So human nature is to see what our limits are and test them. And that's commonly done in races with and against other people. Mm -hmm. The nice way to think of an FKT is it's the same human impulse, but not necessarily with or against other people, more often with nature, being in nature. It's the same impulse, actually. Mm -hmm. I love how you put that. 
Because I think one of the reasons that draws me to sport, of course, is, you know, the ability to kind of test the human limits, right? You want to test how far you can push yourself physically. But there's this other piece where you're trying to kind of explore almost the, the like the boundaries of the human existence, and the human experience. And I feel like that's like, it's, yeah, that's a really cool way to do it. And you're not necessarily around a bunch of people. I know for, for me, ultra running and trail running, I like to kind of be solo sometimes. And these FKTs are a really good opportunity to push yourself to these extreme limits, but you're also kind of like, and experiencing these, these things in just a really intimate setting. Right. And that's why a lot of the top people are getting into FKTs. Races, again, are good. Obviously, races have been here forever and will remain here forever, as have FKTs. But the difference, as you elucidated, Hillary, in particular for the serious athlete, is a race is kind of limited. The parameters you're trying to solve for are actually fairly limited. You're going to show up at a certain place at a certain time at a certain date, and they're going to do this certain thing, and someone's going to be there saying, go that way, here's food and here's water. <laughs> In FKT, there's none of the above. And so yeah. for a good athlete, an experienced athlete, they want to add those other parameters into the equation to solve. Yeah, and this is actually – okay, so I – Love how you put that because it's true. And sometimes like, well, certain races, maybe they were a bit more research and know the course ahead of time. Most time, you know, like you have things like laid out for you. Like you don't have to worry about directions. You don't have to worry about food. All of that's there provided for you. So the interesting part about FKTs, there's actually different categories. So um, when you're basically, and we'll get into this later about how kind of you can do an FKT, um, but there's different, there's three main categories. This has, I've kind of categorized them in my head, but can you go into that and explain that? Right. These three categories come from the world of through hiking and they're called supported, self-supported and unsupported. So okay. all our FKTs on our website, fastestknowntime.com fall into these three categories. So going back to the world of through hiking, the easiest way to talk about it is via the Appalachian Trail, for example. Mm. If someone meets you at the trailhead, hands you food, that's supported. See, that makes perfect sense. Now, if you do it without someone meeting you, that would be self-supported. Got it. On the AT and the big trails, there cannot be unsupported because you can't take all your own food and water. So that's yeah, the because these trails are insanely long, right? So yeah, something no like that. For, like, no one's going to hike for 2,000 miles, bring all their own food and water. <laughs> Although someone's tried it. That's a different oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's definitely tried that. How Did not they go get? that well. Not that far. <laughs> <laughs> not that. He literally loaded up all his food for the entire Appalachian Trail in Georgia, and it, it didn't work. But at any rate, so in, in a big trail like that, you're either going to go supported, people giving you stuff, or self-supported where you're obtaining your supplies along the way. Unsupported is slightly different, and that's not practical in the really long trails. So bringing it back to something that's fairly reasonable in length, say you have rim to rim to rim the Grand Canyon. So that can mm-hmm. definitely be done unsupported because it's easy to bring all your own food. That can be done yeah. supported because it's easy to have someone meet you somewhere. That can be done 
self-supported where you drop a cash or you mm-hmm. obtain food along the way. And Hillary, the only slight distinction, sorry to get into these little distinctions, but people really care about these distinctions, Yeah, is if you obtain water from natural sources uh-huh. or even food from natural sources, you see, that's, that's okay. That's not support. So if someone hikes in and gives you food, that's supported. But mm-hmm. if you, on the John Muir Trail, and you go into a bear box where people have just ditched food, abandoned it, and left it, and picked it up, that's not considered supported. That's still self-supported. Got it. Or maybe you go, you know, during berry season, and you're just foraging for things. Right. <laughs> Although I wouldn't recommend that because a lot of those plants are poisonous. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think this is really interesting to me because it goes – it it alludes to the fact that you can create these challenges, these extreme challenges. So for sure, you can kind of do an FKT. Like for instance, the Grand Canyon, basically you run from the South Rim to the North Rim and then you run back, hence rim to rim to rim, right? This is a very popular one. And it's a, it's, it's a trail, really the only obstacles you have to um, kind of take into account are there's like donkey trains, you're gonna have to take to basically not get you know pulled up by the donkeys um but also if the water is running on the north rim like if you if you need to kind of get it an actual natural source but basically like an fkt style like this you can kind of do it like a race right but you really shouldn't get lost running rim to rim to rim no you should not (laughs) but so you can kind of like you know like put your dab your toe in the pond of fkts and kind of do it like a race, right? But then the other part is that you can do these extreme adventures and you can make it as hard or as difficult as you want. There can be completely off trail um, FKTs where you're kind of like bagging peaks. Um, The one that comes to mind from my home state in Colorado is this FKT um, called the Nolan's 14. Um, Do you wanna go into that one? Well, Nolan's 14 goes back a number of years, and the idea was to see how many, originally to see how many 14ers, which means a mountain over 14,000 feet, someone could climb in a given period of time. So they went to the Sawatch Range and established a route of sorts and went up and over 14 summits with the time cutoff being within 60 hours. It Mm -hmm. took a number of years, a number of attempts for someone to one person to ever get it done. And now it's called the Nolan's 14. And as you said, Hillary, there is no route. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. As long as you tag those 14 summits, you go up whatever way you want, you go down whatever way you want. Mm -hmm. So there's some strategy there because you might want to take a direct line that's more technical, or you might want to take a more uh, distant line that's technically more easy. Mm -hmm. So there's some tactics there, and those tactics pertain to you as an individual. What's your strength? What is your weakness? And there's almost no trails. So you have to navigate. And then lastly, you get to decide, when do I want to do this? Do I want to do this in August when the weather's stable, everything's Mm -hmm. dry? Or do I want to do this in June when there's snow? Mm -hmm. I get to glissade down a snow slope. And so as you have said, (laughs) Hillary. post hole in Boulder Fields. (laughs) Well, there's that too. So indeed, good point. Indeed, what's the tactic here? What's the strategy? And so in an FKT, there are much more tactics that pertain to you personally than there are in a race. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's so interesting. And even with this Nolan's 14, this is just one example of many. Um, but you can also choose some people. Well, I mean, what is it? Al- um, Alex Hamilton. Didn't he do it unsupported? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, Andrew Hamilton Andrew did it Hamilton. unsupported and he did it in winter. Oh my gosh. He exactly. He just loves that route. But so <laughs> and exactly a route like this is already extremely difficult, but you can kind of up it up the ante a little bit and, you know, decide to do it supported, self-supported, unsupported. So Correct. yeah. Um, so I would like to ask you, uh, can you tell me one of your most memorable FKTs or at least one of your favorites? I know you've done many, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I kind of got the whole, multi-day trail running thing going when Peter yeah. Backwin and I did the Colorado trail run. Yeah. FKT and that. And the very next year we, we really took the John Muir trail to the new level. Mm. You know, when we approached the four day mark, uh, which has subsequently been lowered significantly, but my favorite there with my friend, Peter Backwin was seemingly much less significant, but it exemplified some of the things we're talking about and how I enter into it. And that was Gannett Peak. Gannett is the highest in Wyoming. It's in the Wind River Range. I looked at all the records and I researched this, and that's kind of part of the sport, to be honest, Mm -hmm. is the research, understanding the place. And people are either coming in from the north, uh, from which involved going over two low passes, which I didn't really like the idea of that, or they're coming in from the south and going over another steep pass, uh, Bonnie Pass. And I said, why are they doing this? I don't like this. So I just studied the map. I said, I don't think we ought to go this way at all. So we just took a different route entirely from Green Lakes and then went up Wells Creek directly to the summit. Mm. Now, all subsequent FKT attempts follow our route, and I liked that. You see what I mean? You had to research it. You had to think about it. You weren't just doing the trail. You weren't doing what other people were doing, Mm -hmm. and Wells Creek ended up being a little technical, so it was kind of tough, so people then backed it down. Wait, define a little technical. (laughs) Your version of technical is way different than my version. It, 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 we, well, I kind I don't want to give people the wrong impression, but you know, we carried uh, for the glacier because we weren't sure how the glacier was going to be if it's going to be heavily crevassed or not. A five point five millimeter Gemini cord, which is this static line, uh-huh. not strong, not a lead climbing line for any reason at all. So we got into this. About a five, six, five section technical getting through Wells Creek. I blade Peter on this stupid little 5.5 bit of Gemini courses. That's why I don't really want to talk about this. I don't want to get tell people that this is how you should do things. <laughs> and then we came back down that way and had to repeat it. Uh, subsequently, the next creek over is called Tourist Creek, which is non-technical. So now actually people do the same general route as us, but substitute Tourist Creek for Wells Creek and make it a little easier. But that's a, that was a good way to go. You get a chance to do some interesting things. You get to research it. You get to learn about the place. Yeah. And you get to implement tactics that work well for you. So mm-hmm. strategy is more important in an FKT attempt than it is in a race. A race is kind of my cardiovascular versus yours. Yeah. In FKT, there's a lot of tactics and strategy that can swing it by 20 or 30%. Yeah. 
Oh man, that's not, and I've been to the Wind River Range. It's such a beautiful range. And like you said, it's a really great way to get to know a place and to study the maps and kind of figure out the terrain. And it's also, I mean, I'm a scientist um, by training and it's kind of this idea of trial and error, which I really like also. The scientific um, method is trial and error. It is, exactly. It works kind of by a failure. <laughs> um, are there any, do you have a favorite FKT of someone? It can be in the past or like currently. I'm impressed. Gosh, this favorite is a tough one because yeah. Hillary, I should let you know, three to four FKTs are submitted every day. Yeah. I'm, it's, and a I see, it's a lot. It's a lot. So it's an outsider looking in. People might think, oh, this is a, interesting. It's sort of obscure or whatever. But there's a group of people who are really into this. And mm -hmm. so I see a lot. So to crush this down to one would <laughs> be a little tricky for and me. I actually do <laughs> think this is a like this is a tough question. And and I should actually say to put a little asterisk by this. Okay. Is that um you were talking about three to four uh, FKTs are submitted, basically submitted to this fastestknowntime.com website, um, where basically you and Peter can review it to see if it's like legitimate. Um, and then it's it's public to the community, so everyone can kind of reference it and see. You know, it's 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 it is in fact like you you said this to me before we started. It's about building a community through the FKTs. Um, right. But also, you see all of these things, and they're actually all being submitted because at the end of the year we have this fastest known time of the year, kind of a, a countdown to some of the best, quote unquote. And I've been lucky enough to be on this committee. Um, to kind of like review all of these FKTs that have been submitted like from all different categories. So I would like to say I'm asking you your quote unquote favorite. And I know this isn't going into like, you know, to, to, to picking the fastest known time of the year, but um, I just like to see kind of what you think is creative, what you think is cool um, with, with the different submissions of FKTs. Okay. Well, Jared Campbell gave me a good idea for his his suggestion for the FKT of the year award, <laughs> which is that Arctic Fox walked from Norway to Greenland <laughs> in, I think it was 76 days, 1,176 miles. And so that's female uh, unsupported. That's this <laughs> Arctic Fox. And so we're liking that one, but <laughs> for us humans, uh, <laughs> For this year, boy, it's a it's a kind of a toss up, Hillary. It's yeah. a, it's like three to four a day. It's like wow, this is interesting. Yeah. I will say, going back a little bit, I really liked uh, when String Bean Joe McConaughey took four. I mean, he took a day off the Appalachian Trail record, going self supported, no crew, and then Carol Sabe, the Belgian dentist, came over here and took four days. Off a record that had Jennifer Farr Davis, uh, David Horton, Scott Jurek, Carl Meltzer had. He took four days off of it. I've kind of liked that one. Sorry yeah. to give you a few here, but then a, oh, a year or so ago, <laughs> this woman was going into the Navy. And so she decided to walk the coast of California before she joined the armed services. Wow. I thought this was so good. You know, she walked right through LA and San Francisco. This wasn't mountaintop stuff. This was yeah. her vision. This was meaningful to her. 
Yeah. And she kept this great blog describing the people she met and her personal experiences. So I kind of like the range here from people with full pedal to the metal, full mm -hmm. gas, really crushing it, really getting it done, to a woman by herself who's having a personal life-changing experience going through sometimes populated areas. It's all part of the same spectrum. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that is wonderful. And, and what I also love about FKTs is just it can be so personal. Like for me, I, I want to do um, the Sierra High Route. It's, I've been drawn to the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California, and it's off trail. You have, I want to get out of my comfort zone, and I'd have to use a compass and map to kind of navigate my way um, 200 miles to cross the Sierra Nevada. So, and I think it's a really great way to, to get to know a place and also to challenge myself. Um, so that's one that I have, hopefully, also if, you know, if the weather holds and there's, you know, good snowpack, that's also something to consider, but that's also what makes it fun. So um, is there anything that you're working on right now? Well, I've, I've done a lot of biking and paddling recently. Yeah. And I, I use a surf ski instead of a regular kayak, which is pretty fast. And uh, <laughs> as usual, I can't resist going and doing something a little differently. Yeah. So I, I went from paddled from Green River, the town of Green River, Utah, down to Mineral Bottom, in, uh, which was 67 miles in eight hours this June. Wow. So I'm kind of enjoying things like that. But wow. I would like to you know, get the legs back going on the hiking, running thing again yeah. and go back up and finish up the Wind River High Route, which Andrew wow. Skirk and I pioneered, which unfortunately I never – exactly completed maybe you and i can get up on the shr that might oh be yeah okay. i would love that and then right outside the door here you mentioned uh the la freeway which yes i invented and now a couple other people have done it pretty fast killian has apparently mentioned it so that would be kind yeah, of interesting so to get some more attention going there yeah do you want to tell us a little bit about the la freeway because i think that this so we mentioned that i think another one of the interesting parts of FKTs is this idea of combining sports. So paddling, obviously, like, you know, running across the Grand Canyon, adding in a little bit of a swim, or what I've really gotten into recently is do, like biking to a trail. Like I did the Long's Peak. Well, for me, it was a biathlon, but rode my bike from Boulder to Long's Peak, ran the peak and then rode my bike back. Um, and so that's a really cool aspect. You can just get so creative with these FKTs. But can you tell us a little bit about LA Freeway and why this one is super cool? Well, I like it because if you're standing in Boulder, Boulder County, anywhere around here, you look west and look at the mountains, you're looking at the route. <laughs> you yeah. have a route that basically takes two days to complete. <laughs> the, the FKT is certainly in one day in around 16 hours by really world-class people. But if you're very good, it's two days. You don't yeah. even need a map. Mm. You go up on Long's Peak, thus the L, and you traverse the ridge to Arapahoe Peak, thus the A, <laughs> and you just stay on the ridge. You're staying on the Continental Divide. So you almost don't need a map. It's just like boom, boom, boom. You can see it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it has a logical nature to it. You see, it's yeah. not contrived. And mm -hmm. I think the classic mountain lines are not contrived. They have a natural line to them. Yeah. And then you just get up there on the skyline. The multi-sport aspect of this particular one is there's some fifth-class climbing involved. Anyone who's going to do this is probably 
not going to use a rope. They should yeah. be good enough that they can manage up to five, six free solo. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to stay up high on fairly rough terrain for a long period of time. And it's right outside of Boulder. I mean, you can, your cell phone coverage, you can almost, you'll look down. Hi. Uh, <laughs> so it's not up there in Alaska. It's not in the winds. It's not in some swamp, some desert. It's right here available yeah. to almost anyone to try. Yeah. Almost anyone. I mean, almost you have to anyone. Be pretty good. <laughs> you have to be pretty good. Oh, but we, we should mention that, Hillary, though, because the reason yeah. there's three to four FKTs coming in a day is that type of route exists everywhere. Yep. You know, whether you're in the Ozarks, the Appalachians, no matter where you live, there is a route out of your back door that has mm-hmm. meaning, that yep. has worthiness that that someone else might like to know about and try. And that's why people are giving it a go. They're finding something that is meaningful to them, creating it, and then sharing it with the public on fastestknowntime.com. Oh, that's awesome. You just summed up why I love everything about FKTs. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the last thing to, to talk about, what I want to end with, is like you're saying, you're getting submissions for FKTs three to four a day. So how do you go about doing this? Um, and how do you submit for something for the fastest known time of the year or just an FKT in general? Great. Well, let, let's mention first, you have to train for it. Like you have to train for everything else. And since this yeah. is Carmichael training system, <laughs> extremely, extremely well-regarded uh, training group, I will mention the specificity aspect, which is mm-hmm. part of any training program. Yeah. So if you're training for a marathon, a half marathon, or whatever it is you're doing, you get specific with it. And so for an FKT, it's the same thing. And so if you're going to have, as you did in the long speak duathlon, a bike section, you're going to have to train a little bit with the bike. I know. A great runner, but if you don't train for the bike, that's 44 miles each way. Yeah. So you have to add that in. Exactly. Just like on the LA freeway, you better be training for the fourth and fifth class terrain. And whatever it is, you have to be specific. Mm-hmm. In terms of how to submit, well, certainly go to the website and have a look mm-hmm. around and understand what's going on. It has this big map there. You can click on the map for your area and see what's already happening there. And then if the route is already established, then you just go for the time. Mm-hmm. And then if you've gone for the time, you fill out this little form online and submit it. If the route hasn't been established, then you establish first the route and then the time, two separate processes. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I should note that you mentioned Peter and I. Peter does it all. I, Peter does just this fantastic amount of work. I'm, I'm just a pretty face, you know. That's all I do. <laughs> yes, you are Buzz, and you're the face. You are the face of the FKT. To mention right. also, it's not just in the U.S. It's worldwide. So the, these FKTs are popping up all over the world, and so it's yes. a really cool phenomenon. And yeah, to just encourage everyone to get out there and be creative in the place that you live and, you know, kind of think up and dream up these routes, combine sports, try something new. Um, yeah, I think you guys have done a great job. But Thank you, Hillary. And come back to the website for the FKT or the year award at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And there will be a separate one for Europe as well. Oh, great. I was actually just about to ask about that. Cool. Yep. Well, yep. then I start, I better start.
You asked me what's next for me, but I should be asking you what's next for you. You're there in France. You got some opportunity. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm currently in Annecy right now, and I'm actually thinking up the Annecy skyline. I'm you know, oh. looking up all these peaks or maybe running from here to Chamonix. There and you go. The time of year, I might have to bring skis too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thanks so much, Buzz, for being on the podcast. It was such a pleasure talking with you. Likewise, Hillary. Yeah, and if anyone has any questions, um, you know, go on to the, the website, fastestknowntime.com. And yeah, start getting out there, be creative. Um, but yeah, thanks so much, Buzz. And I hope to talk to you soon. Likewise. Thanks for joining us this week on the Train Right podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to visit our website at trainright.com slash podcast. You can find social links and more information from our guests, and you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. You can leave us a rating on iTunes there too. Hope you guys tune in next week.